Hello, welcome to my camp. My name is Monty Church. Thank you for joining me today for this time of spiritual reflection and study. Today, we're going to deal with a subject that affects all of us. And that subject is this. What really happens to people when they die? It's a dark and cold subject that many people just don't like to talk about. But it's an important subject for all of us to understand, as you'll see. Because it reveals the true character of God and his adversary, the devil, Satan. Go with me to Gamble, Alaska, one of the farthest northern villages in all North America. A village rich in native heritage and traditions. Located on St. Lawrence Island, Gamble is only 34 miles from the coast of Russia. On a still night, you can see from Gamble the lights of the village of Providenia, Siberia. Next to the village of Gamble is the highest mountain on the island. It's a sacred place where those who have died are reverently placed. Because of the rocky ground that is frozen almost year-round, most all who died are not buried but are placed into a casket or a special made box container. The container is then placed on a sled, made just for the occasion, and then pulled by the elders and the family members up to the mountain to its final resting place. No matter who we are, or no matter where we live, when we're confronted with this thing of death, we're forced to ask the question, what really happens to people when they die? Do they go to heaven? Do they go to some place of punishment? Or do they go to some other existence of some kind? Really, what happens to people when they die? Is there even a definite future to believe in? Well, I have good news for you today. The Book of Heaven is very definite about what happens when a man dies. There is an answer. The Book of Heaven is very clear about what happens when we die. God has a definite plan regarding death and what He wishes all of us to understand. Would you like to know what it is? Follow me through the words of wisdom that the Great Spirit has given us in this book. First of all, death has never been a part of God's wish for us. But because of the destructive results of sin which have contaminated this earth, we have brought death upon ourselves. The good news is, God has worked out a way to take care of this problem of death. And here it is. While death entered the earth through the sin of our first parents, Adam and Eve, and has been passed on to all the human race, God, in his amazing love for us, sent his son to take that death sentence in our place. In exchange, he gives us eternal life. How do we claim this great gift? 
It's simply by opening up our hearts, surrendering our wills to Him, and asking Him for it. The day is soon coming when Jesus will destroy death forever, and those who have died will be brought back to life. It's called the Second Coming, or the Great Resurrection Day. You may remember this from when we studied it in our program, The Gathering of Nations. We don't know exactly when it's going to be, but the Bible makes it clear that it's not too far in the future. It won't be long before we will see our loved ones again. And this is how the Bible explains it. I do not wish you to be ignorant concerning those who have fallen asleep or died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will raise those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means proceed those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Here's where we need a definite answer to this question. Exactly what happens to a person when they die? Where are they until Jesus comes and the resurrection takes place? The answer to this is important to all of us, as you will see. The Bible teaches the same truth over and over as to exactly what happens when we die. There are two things that happen to man in death. They are exactly opposite of the two things that happened when God created him in the beginning. And God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And when man dies, the opposite takes place. Let me read this to you. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Beautiful, isn't it? We've seen that the Bible teaches that man remains in the grave until Jesus comes and resurrects him. Well, you say, I don't like that. It seems so cold and dark and cruel. But God says, take comfort. Death is not cruel in that there is no feeling or any thinking or memory in death. Those who die are totally unaware of anything about them. They have no feelings of pain or heartache. In this way, it's like a sleep. Time passes like a moment, in a wink, in a twinkling of an eye. When I was a boy, it was a highlight in our life to go visit our grandparents, which was about a hundred mile journey from our home. While at their farm, we played away the hours in the woods and jumped around in the hay in the barn. The hours flew by, and when we had to go, we always begged to stay longer. We were loaded into the car and began our long journey home. Because of being so tired, 
We immediately fell asleep as soon as Dad rolled the car out of my grandparents' driveway. We slept very soundly all the way home. We had no awareness whatsoever of our trip. When we got home, our parents unloaded us from the car and put us to bed. When we awoke the next morning, we were amazed that we were at home because the last thing we remembered was Dad driving the car out of Grandma and Grandpa's driveway. It's the same way with death. We have no awareness of the passing of time. When we die, the next thing we experience is the second coming of Jesus and the resurrection of his people. It's so much like my father. When we got home, he took us in his strong arms, carried us up to our bedrooms, put us to bed until morning. It's the same way with our Heavenly Father in death. He takes us in his strong arms, keeps us in perfect peace and rest until that great resurrection morning. In so many ways, death is something we need not to fear. God has a gentle way of dealing with this thing of death. In fact, the Bible says that God in his overall plan for us gives his beloved sleep or death as a blessing, as a rest or a transition to something better, which is eternal life in a sinless world after his second coming. You know, I was thinking, if the Bible says that a man's spirit goes back to God who gave it when he dies, does this mean that his intelligent or living force of some kind goes back to live with God? No, we don't go to heaven in any way when we die. The dead are not up in heaven looking down or drifting about us in spirit form. This Bible passage makes it very clear. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. Wow, you say, I haven't heard this or understood this before. Death is like a sleep. It's not an actual sleep until Jesus comes again. Jesus used this example of sleep when he was talking to his disciple about his good friend Lazarus who had died. After that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. It's like a sleep in that each morning, we awake from our sleep, unaware of what has happened during the night. Martha, the sister of Lazarus, expressed it this way to Jesus. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. In other words, she knew from Jesus' teachings exactly where Lazarus was. He was not in heaven. He was not in hell. He wasn't in purgatory. He was where we all may be someday, in the tomb, totally unaware of what's going on until the last day, as Martha put it, 
until the resurrection takes place. When you think all this through, you can see how much God treats the subject of death in such a kind and gentle way. Like he raised Lazarus, so Jesus will raise us in that great resurrection day. In death, we await the great second coming of Jesus in the resurrection. Often it's taught at funerals and wakes that a person really doesn't die, but he goes straight to heaven. But when you think about it, it poses a great big question. Why would Jesus have to have a resurrection for those who have died when he comes again? If these people who have died are already in heaven, Now, as you think through what the Book of Heaven teaches about death, you will see a great reason why it is so important for us to understand this. As we come closer to the time of the end and the second coming of Jesus, the scripture says that Satan and his evil angels called evil spirits will work harder than ever before to deceive us into believing confusing teachings. They will try to teach us that people really never die, like the scripture says they do, but will go off to another form of life called the spirit world or purgatory or some other conscious state of death. Some even teach that we become angels when we die. You know, Satan has tried to teach us right from the beginning when he told Eve, Thou shalt not surely die, even though you may sin. Many have been deceived by this, thinking, Well, after death we may have a second chance to accept Christ or to do what's right. But the Bible tells us now is the day that we are to accept Jesus and to make things right with him. Because when we die, that's the time of judgment as to whether we'll be saved or lost. Another reason for this lie is that Satan wants us to believe that the voices that some people hear are voices of their dead loved ones, when in fact, the Book of Heaven reveals that these voices speaking to them are evil spirits' voices in disguise. Today, we often see things like this happening, which causes people to believe things that are contrary to God's Word and His plans for us. Satan today has so many confusing philosophies about life and death and life after death that people who are trying to figure this thing out become so confused they just throw up their hands and they say, I don't want anything to do with spiritual things. It's so sad, isn't it? This has been one of Satan's most effective methods to discourage people from discovering God's wonderful plan in dealing with death. A truth that ultimately, when you understand it, sets them free, taking away their fear of God. The Bible warns us about these things happening in the last days. Today, in my visits to some of our native villages, I see more and more phenomenal miracles 
of evil spirits in the lives of some of our people who have let down the safeguards of their minds through alcoholism and drug abuse and addictions to violent and pornographic videos and movies. You know the devil will come and harass and abuse any of us if we're not on guard. Our only protection is to allow the Lord to come into our heart and to lead us and to guide us according to His plan. Again, one great safeguard in resisting Satan's work on us is simply understanding God's plan of how He deals with us on the subject of what happens when people die. This is why the Bible tells us that King Saul was condemned for consulting a witch or a psychic, making him believe that he could communicate with the dead, that the dead really were not dead. And today, many are still being deceived the same way. In closing, I would like to tell you about my best friend, Bob. It's not an easy subject to talk about because we were the closest of friends through college. We worked together in the summertime. We roomed together every year. We got married about the same time and learned to fly airplanes at the same time. We decided to put our work careers together in the future. However, one day, I got a tragic phone call from his wife. That Bob, flying from the West Coast to Michigan, had a tragic air crash in the mountains of Montana. It was like my whole future evaporated that day. Somehow we got through the funeral service, but the grief lingered on. Bob's wife was due with their first child, which Bob was very excited about. But it was a baby he would never see. Because of the grief of Bob's death, his wife went through complications at the birth of her child. For a while, to add to her grief, it looked like the baby may not even be normal. It was a horrifying time for her, as you can imagine. Do you think heaven would be heaven to Bob if he was there looking down at the grief that his wife and child were going through? Would heaven be heaven if this is what happened to us when we die? No, friends. God has a plan that is perfect regarding how he takes care of death. I like that, don't you? That's why Jesus came to earth the first time, to live amongst us. He lived a perfect life. He didn't have to die, but he died on the cross, taking upon himself our penalty of sin. 
which is eternal death. And at his resurrection, he opened up the gates of eternal life to all who would just accept his amazing love and plan for their lives. Truly at the cross, God showed us the power of his love. And at the cross, Satan revealed just what kind of character he was. Are you sorrowing today over the loss of a loved one? Or could it be that you're afraid of death? You don't need to be. God has a plan concerning death, and you're part of it. Won't you accept it today? It's free. It's yours just for the asking. Until we meet again. May God bless you, and may only the good spirit guide you.